Hello and welcome to the 22nd week of Walled Garden Weekly. My name is Arash Kashmiri and I'm joined here by Kevin Pazarande. Hello. And every week we, or at least every week we try to, usually it's every Pretty other good. week, every Pretty month, good. once a year, we record a show about uh, apps from the developer's perspective. Um, we look at, you know, things that stick out to us as, as people that have been there, people that have shipped uh, successful games, and we uh, we apply what, what little knowledge we have uh, to, to to get a perspective on um, what we thought went through developers' heads and tips and tricks we can pull out for other developers to hear. We usually drink beer. We usually drink beer. Today we are drinking uh, Glasso Smart Water. It is a very froofy brand of water for those of you outside the United States. Uh, actually, I think it's from France or something. It's the best bottle. It is a really nice. Sure. No, actually, I disagree completely. I think Voss is the nicest bottle. Oh, wait, but, but no, see, the problem is it's and, too and, nice. And even it's then, nice. Fiji has the nice bottle, too. It's no, got no, the no, little diorama Fiji. in there with the little waterfall. No, 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 no but it's about the hold. It's about the grip. The okay. Fiji one, the bottle will slowly become round again Right. At, over time. Yeah. And it just has that cheapy, like, crystal geyser feel. Like a smart water, bo- smart water bottle will okay. last for a long time. <laughs> I'm really passionate about this. Now Voss, I just I won't be seen in public carrying well, around. And a the Voss thing is, bottle. it used to be glass. Now at least it's plastic. Right, they, well, which they is actually both. technically worse, right? Oh, they do. Okay, they have for restaurants. They have the like Voss like yeah. premium. Okay, <laughs> it's like silk screen and then, glass. Like, it in looks Whole really Foods, nice. they have like oh, you can look like a douche on while you walk. <laughs> uh, so smart water is kind of like the in but the perfect you know a nice nice size balance. for your, for your and small it, hands and it just I fell in love with smart water at Google. Um, now they don't have it anymore. What's the, uh, I guess it's like, maybe it's a diameter thing. I, I find that it's like a little too, I, don't know, I guess it's the right size. What, what is the size of this thing? It's, it's 20, 33, one quart, 1. This is a big one. These are the, 33.8 I prefer the smaller okay. sizes. All right. Yeah, this is getting awkward. Um, <laughs> but they rarely have the six packs at, uh, the supermarket supermarkets I frequent, the they always have this size, this one liter size. Okay. So I just caved and bought it. Anyway, right. anyway, so enough about, about that. <laughs> so next week is a big week for everyone and hopefully for all of you. It is GDC, GDC 2013. So uh, Moscone Center is going to fill up with tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people. I think it's like, I, I don't even know, it's like 6,000 people and that's got to be more than that. Something, uh, something oh, very I, big. I, isn't how big is WWDC? That's almost uh, like five thousand something. No, and this is bigger. And this, this is, is way bigger. bigger. So, no, this has got to be like sixty thousand. So people. main conference is probably <laughs> five thousand for like you know, maybe ten thousand attendees. And then there's the whole expo the, hall. The expo hall is like yeah. everybody. That's that's a lot of people. A lot of people. So because you know this is in the like main Moscone right. and West, North and South, and I don't know if West is. Yeah, I think it's all three. All three. I feel like it at is. least two. And, yeah. you know, WWDC is only in West. That's so right. we're very excited to see everybody. Yeah, come out and say hi. Uh, Kevin and I will be probably wearing, you know, Zombie Gunship and Zombie Highway t-shirts respectively. and But not necessarily all that stuff. The correct ones. So yeah, we might trade no, over. I yeah. might wear some pocket planes. <laughs> I'll represent a little bit. We'll see. We actually should have made Well Garden Weekly shirts. That would have been cool. Yeah, we need to. Or stickers, too. So the big thing this year is, yeah, two-inch stickers. stickers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eli Hodap he will punch you in the throat if you show up at GDC without one. So, uh, yeah, right. hopefully some of our listeners have some to trade. And I've got I've got one from all our games, and I think Kevin does, too. I got Zombie Howie, yeah. Did you make I, ski I jump ones? No. You didn't? Okay. No one really knows about ski jump. It's my but, secret. It's I kind of like it's like my <laughs> innocent child that's not a star. Does it, does it still make money? Yeah, I think. <laughs> kind of a rounding error now but it's more about what it you know what it represents than how much money it makes what it represents it's your history your yeah heritage. it's like it was successful you know it's right. it's been number one in more countries than zombie highway that's awesome 
just not the United States. Maybe Winter Olympics will bring it back and they'll do a sequel. And There's a new game out that has better graphics. Like it's called Ski Jumping or something. Um, ski, it's not as good, but it okay. has better graphics. But it kind of deflated my sequel hopes. Anyway, yeah. we're really we're being we're more tangenty than, yeah. uh, than normal. <laughs> anyway, come to our session. We're doing a Walled Garden Weekly Live uh, on Tuesday afternoon, 4.30. And then um, we'll probably uh, adjourn off to like Starbucks or something nearby um, for a little like hangout question and answer type thing afterward um and uh yeah that uh, starbucks star i don't know whatever something There's nearby some, some bar yeah. some bar some grove yeah we should probably integrate beer less coffee this. more beer <laughs> yeah although i don't know you, you don't sleep much during gdc so any caffeine is good caffeine so um, what's the game we're doing so this week we are playing a game from uh the developers of super crate box a game i wasted a lot of time playing uh from vlambeer we are playing ridiculous fishing and also zach gage yes i don't really know and greg Woolwind from Woolwind. Mike and Greg. We did we reviewed their game yeah. Gasket Ball. That's right. From six months ago? Something uh ago. yeah, something like that. Yeah. So now they're on top of a game that's doing really, really well. Um uh yeah, what can we say? So Vlambeer, they released this game a long time ago, uh long time ago being two thousand ten, uh, as ridiculous or sorry, radical fishing. And I remember seeing it the first time at um I think like IGF awards and stuff like that. It was it was a pretty popular game because it's just so hilarious and silly. You know, off the wall, really interesting, really good candidate for you know a typical indie game. And they've taken it and put a, a a really nice spin on it, um, really really stylized graphics, and released it as an iOS title. Um, and uh, you know the one thing that 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 they sort of call out at the very very beginning and in their description is that uh, ridiculous fishing has no IAP. It is a premium game, and the price is three bucks. Yeah, so you kind of expect that, I guess. That's right. Well, um, I, I don't know. We have a three dollar tar madness, and we still sell stuff. Yeah, but it's three D. Yeah, that's it. That's and it uh, it's like very complicated and hardcore. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, yep. We should just quickly talk. Probably a lot of people, of our, a lot of our listeners, if I played this, this is a pretty hyped game in the community. That's the popular thing to say. It's hyped. Um, and a lot of people are, it's a lot of people talking about it um, before it came out and now. But it's basically very similar to a lot of high score games you've played. Yeah, that's right. If you if you didn't play the original. Yep. Um with a sort of interesting twist that once you sort of navigate this, you know, infinite depth, mm-hmm. not necessarily infinite, but near infinite depth, once you sort of lose, you you really you just find out you're halfway through There's the game. There's a second part to it. And now the yep. fishing line which exactly. you were navigating down is now going up and now you're trying to catch all the fish you were trying to avoid. And then it's still not over. And then it's still not over. <laughs> There's another the sort of climax is that all the fish blasted to the air and you have to shoot them yes um and except you're not supposed to shoot all of them this was one thing that i didn't right. really realize right. you're supposed to avoid jellyfish yep um sort of a weaker point of the game actually unless maybe this is something from the original that i just never knew but you can't i didn't figure it out for a really long time because your finger yeah is over the you thing can't you're shooting. you can't really try not yeah i think the best thing is just to not catch them to begin with right but i didn't even know yeah that there was any harm in catching them right, because you right. don't know they're bad until you shoot them. Yep. Uh, and I didn't know there's like a skull that shows up mm-hmm. and you like lose money, it's but hard I couldn't to see. even see it. It was yeah, under my, my little carny midget hands. I Definitely. still couldn't see <laughs> see that. Um, um, so it would be better if there was like a more prominent sound. Right. Like, right. to make it really clear that it's, it's a, yeah. it does, I think it makes a different sound when you hit it, but it's just it like does, there's so many like, sounds that you you just can't really pick them out. That's like the music that's playing. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and you're just chainsawing through everything yeah. anyway and 
um, the, the, before we go further, I want to mention there is a game that this game uh, really reminds me of in terms of just the dynamics of it. Up to mm. the shooting part, it's mm. uh, Bird Strike from Pickpock. Where mm. did you play that game? Where you're this little bird? It's kind of like an early doodle jump where you're getting these little nuts as you're going up, um, and each nut kind of bounces you higher. It's more like Mega Jump actually, kind Mega of way jump, with the coins. Right. Takes you all the way up, and then once you get to the very top, you get to a point where you fall down. And it doesn't end there. You actually fly down, hitting, Is Mega hitting jump things that on your too? way down I was as well. Gonna, I wasn't sure about that. No, Mega Jump. You when you you just run off the bottom of the screen. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. but in this in the bird in Bird Strike, you go all the way back to the ground. Okay, because I knew I had seen this somewhere. Yeah. Um, but of course, there is no like yep. fish in the sky, no gun thing. No. And, and and the other thing I want to say is, is it's just so it's so creative that they thought of this idea of like shooting the fish after they come. That that, that's, right. that part is awesome. Like that's where right. I feel like this game is like anybody can make a fishing game, but then like to to have this idea that yeah we're gonna like shoot, shoot the shoot fish. Them. It's like so absurd. It's awesome. Right. And I'm you know and that's and it's great that they like you know in game this is something you can do in games that most people don't yeah. do, which is you can really just like okay, this game sort of. It's not deep enough. We need we need a new activity that adds more variety. Yep, you can just go in such a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's really it was really uh, striking to me how it really did feel like a three dollar game. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, this was not something quick out the door. No. Uh, everything feels very consistent. Yeah, uh, you know, from the graphics, the music, all the, all the graphics, the yeah, feel, the UI is very consistent. Everything is very very sound. Detailed and, and, and loved. Really great little clicks. Oh, oh that's so my popular. telephone. I am popular. Uh, I swear I muted that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the other thing I thought was interesting is just the art style in this game mm-hmm. is this like really uh, cool, like it's kind of like made out of triangles, a lot it's of like diagonals. Eight bit, but you could it's split like diagonal 8 bit. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I really liked it too because I was like, oh, it's not just another 8 yep. bit graphic yep. style. Like, oh, yeah, it, nostalgia. It kind of like sort of reminds me a little bit of uh, Sword and Sorcery and also a little mm. bit of the work that um, Super Mono did on. Um, there's just this, it wasn't really a game, it was more of an app. Tac Fung and Super Mono, I think they, they collaborated to make something called Epic Win. Remember Epic Win? It was like a task organizer paired with oh, like an yeah. RPG oh, type yeah. thing. Okay. Really similar style in the characters there too. Yeah, this this whole diagonal lines thing. It's really really awesome. Very uh, I don't know, very hip. But that was so, and that you know, so let's get back more to the game. Um, I found that I didn't get. I feel like a lot of the games that come from this this sort of group are like Super Crate Box. Um, you know, they're very hardcore. Uh, and they feel very hardcore, and there's these, like, you know, you pretty much just, like, well, just get better at it, like Super Hexagon. Just get better at it. Like, yeah. okay, this is your goal. Do it, mm-hmm. and just get better at this game until you um, accomplish that goal. This is a very hardcore style, but this game is not that way at all. Right. Um, you know, you plateau very quickly. I, I, you know, in these games, I'm not super hardcore about mm-hmm. it, but most players will plateau very quickly, but... Your score keeps getting higher and higher yeah, and yeah, higher yeah. because they have this huge, it's not an upgrade tree, but, you know, sort of upgrade grid, um, kind of a tree. Uh, and I think that this is really, the reason we're talking about this game, I feel like, is the re- is the fact that I feel like this is the first game, the sort of like indie sort of superstar mobile game or what have you. Um, even though they had it in the original. But I feel like this is the first one that has had this casual structure right? where there's such a large part of your score just really depends on how far you have grinded. Mm-hmm. Um, how many other things you've unlocked, yeah. Right. They definitely do help. Uh, you know, and I it was kind of funny. You so quickly unlock the, like, chainsaw yeah. lure, 
I was like, I just, this was like a cheat code. And it was so quickly, I almost wish there had been something in between. Like I'd, I unlock the chainsaw lure before I unlock, say, the toaster. Right. And the toaster, it just is um, the first fish you hit, you skip, which is great because it just sort of is like an extra life. It's, it's exactly sort of, like extra life. And yeah. it, 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 it works really well because it doesn't, especially when you know the going gets tough, it doesn't actually allow you to go that much farther, whereas the chainsaw really just you allows just you to through. cut through. Right. And right. It's, but it's kind of great. Well, but the thing that's interesting about the chainsaw is that it also involves some skill. Like you right. can use it now where you just hold it down and you're just like, and it runs out of fuel. Or you can try. Or you can try to be like, oh no, I'm going to hit something, zap. And then, oh no, I'm going to hit something, right. zap. And you use it. And then you can get a lot further with it. But it's all about like, are you quick enough to use it when you're about to get right. killed? And, and so I think that this is one of the real strengths of this game in its upgrade system. And I think that a lot of people who are making games like this that are sort of more casual um, is that the variety in the items is not just like go farther stuff. Yeah. There's stuff that really, um, I want to say, changes the game. You know, some of the stuff is just if you have this, you will go farther, like the toaster. Like right, right. it just means that you have an extra life. Then there's stuff that will just literally allow you to go farther, like longer lines. Like uh, this is sort of similar to uh, Earn It to Die, mm-hmm. that it's just like you just fill up your gas tank. Yeah, yeah. You just, it is possible to go farther. And it's then just there's more stuff the like same. the chainsaw, yeah. which allow you to go farther, but they rely on your skill. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you're not, yeah. if you're not paying attention, you'll be able to go farther. But in order to really, it adds new elements to the game. Exactly. Each time. The same thing with the hover bait too. It's like you can you can then slow down your way up. Right. And that changes the second phase of the game. Right. Um. And and I didn't even get you know I didn't unlock everything. Um. But you know you can kind of look around and you see that yep. some of it's just more and better. Uh. But there's a lot of variety here, and and I think that this is a great thing is that I, I want to see more in games is unlocking gameplay instead of just unlocking content. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think that that if this game did not have this system, it would be really weak. You mm-hmm. know, this is not like Super Crate Box where I could see how really hardcore players, like, you just, it's a high score game and, like, you really can just become super addicted because you're just trying to get like kill one more well the weird thing with super crate box is that i feel like with some of the weapons that you unlock the game actually gets harder because you don't mm-hmm. have a choice of like i mean crates show up and you're getting them and then you're getting a weapon each time you get a crate but you have no control of like what's in the crate that you just pick up so you you get switched to weapons that are you know unknown right, to you. right it's not and sometimes they're 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 weapons that are truly like sadistic like there's the, the disc gun which shoots out and then bounces off the wall and kills you again so it's like it, I would rather not get that weapon ever, right. but you it's, don't get a choice. It's super hardcore, and it's still like I feel like it's it was very much. I didn't play it nearly as much as you, but still, it's it's very much a. I always break these games up into intrinsic and extrinsic. Yeah, uh, it's an intrinsic game. You know, mm-hmm. like super hexagon being like a hundred percent intrinsic. Like definitely, it's just you. If you want to get better, if you want to get a higher score, there might be a teensy bit of luck, but mostly you just need to get better. Yep. Um, and. That's why I was kind of surprised to see this big extrinsic component, like Jetpack Joyride style. Mm-hmm. Um, not really Jetpack. So the, thing, the thing is, is it's like Jetpack Joyride has this balance where you plateau really quickly at the main game, and then you upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Yep. But those upgrades don't really they make don't. you go farther. Not really. It, they make you like collect more coins, maybe. That's pretty much it. It's I mean, kind of weird. Some coin doubling, and that's the consumables will allow you to go farther. Like, oh, like the right, bomb the, the, the at the charge. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but only a little bit. Well, I don't know. The head Not starts the super do bombs, but yeah. it, but it's also it doesn't feel good because right. it's right. like oh, I've I just ch- basically added something to my score at the end. Yeah, I didn't actually go farther. Um, 
Whereas, you know, so there's like a whole spectrum of these games. Right. Um, and uh, I was actually surprised how much on the sort of Jetpack Joyride side, or like not even, yeah, Jetpack Joyride side, it is so that, that you, the gameplay plateaus so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you... Uh... Well, I mean, I, we could also take a look at kind of how do the how do the weapons progress and how do they do the progression on the hook? So I thought, I thought some of it was interesting where... Mm-hmm. So so there's we've identified three phases to the game, right? And so they've done a good job where most games only have one phase and you're upgrading that phase. So like with Jetpack Joyride, right, there's the phase where you're flying mm-hmm. and then you die. And questionably, you know, the bombs will upgrade you after you die, but but really it's just it's the part where you're flying. And in uh, Doodle Jump, same thing. Temple Run, same thing. All of these games have one major phase. Mm-hmm. And, and this game has done an interesting job of really, like, there's three types of gameplay in one. Right. And each upgrade really upgrades a piece of that. Is that It doesn't change the whole the dynamic of the entire game. Right. And so as a game designer, I, mm-hmm. I think it's cool that they made that decision because as, as a game designer, it frees them to do different things in each section. And it's also, like, if they even if they happen to screw up somewhere and their design is bad, they only imbalance one piece of it. Right. So like let's say they 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 designed the game and they didn't realize that one of the guns they put in was just way too powerful. If they if they've ruined the shooting part of the game, there's still two other phases right. to back Interesting. that up. Right. Interesting. Um Right, it's sort of like a temple run had like a something that upgraded the right. minecart. Right. Right. It's like, "Oh, exactly. now the minecart's really easy, but Exactly. So what? The rest of the game is still the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, and this is something we struggled with with Zombie Gunship is that like if you build a weapon that's too good, then it, it you've just ruined the game. Like at that point, you know, mm. it's like, well, okay, now there's there's no challenge to this at all. I, I really like this three phase thing. I haven't seen too many games that have managed. So to do in, it. it's interesting in Zombie Highway. I I really do sort of rely on the fact that um, that the car mm-hmm. is going to be the determining factor. Like I can kind of mess up the guns. Yeah. Um, now I have finite ammo, which kind of helps, um, but it does allow me a little bit of room in that way. I give myself that room in that if the guns uh, are too powerful, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might. It's just not gonna. It's like having the toaster. It's like right. okay, it might get you one or two extra zombies, but in the end, it's your driving. That's yeah, you can to, still crash into something and die. Right. 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 Um, and yeah, it's just like. You, you still one yeah, mistake, yeah, yeah. one you know you can't multiple, ever fix that. Multiple I mean, failure points. I mean, we kind of do that in ZG as well. Like where if, if the gun is really powerful, well, you're going to happen to start killing humans as well, and you right. may fail in that direction. Right. Um, but it's interesting. This is, yeah, this, this, this is sort of a three very... distinct phase thing, and and each each phase has its own upgrades, right? So like the the hooks and the lines are, are pretty good for going down, coming back up. A few of the hooks help you there. Um, I don't know. I haven't gotten all the upgrades yet, so I don't know if there's anything beyond that. And then and then when you're shooting, like there's different guns, uh, mini right. guns, multi multi touch guns. Double Uzis, that type of thing. Um, and the other thing that I want to mention is that this game does a pretty good job of adding the collection mechanic as well, right? So, so there's the the fishopedia, right? And you can you can decide uh, to try to go after a certain fish, and it gives you some clues to like this fish like really likes uh, home waters or whatever, and then you can look in there and try to find it as you go up and down. And sometimes they're sometimes they're really really obscure, like they only appear once. It's it's interesting because it gives you this relatively high bar for going to the next zone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not just lame like collect 8000 experience right. it's like oh okay right. i need to grind it's sort of like it's oh. a specific thing you need right. to find right even though in the end it is still just like collect 8000 experience kind like, of kind of but it's it is a, you need to find that one fish it's not like yeah, right. accumulate get this number to this point it's like do this specific task right uh, and that's which is cool. that's yeah. really it's really great these are really small differences that um, just work out really well mm-hmm. so a lot to be learned I think, yeah. in progression systems. The thing that I think that's so interesting here 
um, about this is what we're learning is I feel like the people who can learn the most from this are people who develop premium games. And this is very much, um, you know, or premium. Sure. Uh, this is very much, uh, you know, clearly the marketing behind this is this is a premium game. Yeah. It's handcrafted. Mm -hmm. There's no IP and all that that might imply. Um, and yet I feel like this game feels like a premium game. Yeah. In other words, it feels like a casual game where with like a weekend it could be mm -hmm, turned into mm -hmm. to have in-app purchase and totally. they could make it you know pay 99 cents and unlock the next stage and 99 cents unlock the better bait yeah i mean not even it's easy to for, bolt, just for money they don't, right they don't even top. do that virtual currency yeah, they yeah, already yeah. have a, they already have sure, a sure. virtual just, currency just buy yeah no yeah that's i mean no because it would be way better to buy like bucks. not allow you to buy the new stages yeah because all you need is money to unlock the right and that could be like the part of the game that you can't you have to like work to unlock or whatever um and of course, it's balanced right now, such that you would never need to actually buy the currency. Yeah. But I, I feel like it, it just sort of is interesting to me because, um, what's the difference between a game? You know, in other words, I always thought that the argument against freemium and my argument against freemium choosing to be freemium in some cases is that it will affect the game. Mm -hmm. In other words, there, there are always. There are certain kinds of games, like say time management games, like Clash of Clans or Tiny Tower or something, are really suited very well for freemium games. And if freemium becomes the only way to make money, well, there's going to be a lot more games like that. Um, and that to me was kind of scary because it would just limit the diversity. So I always wanted there to be a place for premium and premium to keep the diversity really high. But what's interesting about R uh, Ridiculous Fishing is it's... Uh, it's sort of it doesn't have the quote unquote problem of in app purchase, but it has the symptom of being a game like this. Now I have no problem with that because I happen to like games like this a lot. But it just I found it sort of interesting that this being a sort of poster child of a premium game is very much like what how you would design a freemium or premium game if you were looking to do that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't know. How I would how it would change you know how mm -hmm. you could change it to make it more premium right um, but and it, because they happen to align really well but I think the reason I bring this up is it's just like it's an, it's a really great piece for conversation to understand that you know what what is so bad about freemium why is it ruining gaming um, quote unquote uh, and to draw the line between what a freemium game is and what uh, I say, you know, what a game with in-app purchases, you know, there's a difference. And I think that if we're to be honest, the thing that hardcore gamers are against is not pay to win so much, but the games that have pay to win, they're just like meaningless. I'm holding up quotes, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you see where I'm going, it's a little bit tricky. I have to sort of write it down, think about it a little bit more. Um, but I, I think this might come up at the GDC talk a little yeah. bit. It's sort of like... right. I mean, what's the point of what I'm what I'm thinking about is that like what is it about this game that makes it uh, makes it different from a, a game that would be would be freemium? Uh, right. In that like what is it that like what is it that I what are things that I can specifically point to that say like this is something I tend to not see in freemium games and this is something I definitely see in pre premium games. One aspect of this game that 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 jumps out to me is like 
okay, like I can kind of see like the minds behind this game were also the types of minds that would be rejecting the idea of let's do a freemium game. Mm-hmm. And and that's this like this indie spirit and this indie quirkiness that it has. Like if you read the game like into it, like there's there's a lot of humor that's really, really, really clever. Like just really, really funny stuff is in this game. Right. And and I find a very, very uh I, I find that a lot of these these freemium games find it very hard to be funny. Like they try to be funny, but their writing is just not as good. Or they try to be quirky, but the quirkiness is kind of weird well, and superficial. Part of that is because they probably just hired a writer or something. It, it may be. But, and, and there are exceptions, of course. Like, I think Nimblebit does a great job of it's, making games that are really quirky and have right. a lot of personality. But they're, they're among the very, very few. Um, when I look at games uh, in general, and you guys can write me hate mail, those of you that work at freemium game companies and believe your games are funny. But, um, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's just this certain um, charm. Know, there's a certain charm. That 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 somehow is 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 antagonized by you know the 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 desire to to become wealthy. Right, but I don't it's know not, what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like a weird like, conflict that I see. I, it's interesting, I guess, but I I don't see that there's nothing inherent about the freemium model. No, or premium model that would lead I think to it just, not being. Clever. I think it's the types of people that make these Absolutely. games are the types of people that hate freemium. Right, and the types of people that love freemium are not the types of people that make these games. I it, think it just comes down right, to like you can substitute characteristics of personality. Money. That's not fair, but. Yeah, no, it, it's true, but it's sort of like why I make the argument that it's like, well, why don't we try and make good freemium games? Right. In other words, like, my what I'm sort of propositioning is if Real Fishing had, it still could be, I think it still deserves to be a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Sure. I mean, you probably could just make it a dollar yeah. and have in-app purchase. Right. The thing is, it's not pay to win. No. It's just pay to, like, you know... The, the game it's it's like you it's just it's pay for in-app currency which is pay to win like this sure. this game is pay to win that's when i say pay to win you know it means that you can do something in the game that's just going to make you better even though your skill is not improving mm-hmm. um in other words there's a grind in between you and doing better the in a freemium game the grind would probably be a lot longer but it's the same story um so that's kind of interesting uh uh let me sort of bring let me think how to bring this back but um, well, let me ask this. If Oxbrain were to buy Lambier yeah. and you were to rework this game in, in a weekend, as you said, and yeah. add in-app purchases, just just really, just right off the top, like, I mean, you just make it so that you can buy buy coins. Right. Um, I mean, you, or you buy could, a coin doubler, you know, that type of stuff. At the very least, stuff. you could just, you could just, um, it, to make the argument that if, that to have the in-app purchase not corrupt the game, you should not change anything about the game. No. It's funny. One thing I think about this yeah. game is I think that stuff unlocks too quickly, which is the thing we said about Punch Quest, right. which was freemium. But it doesn't make a difference because in the end, I don't like being overwhelmed with choices. Like, oh, I have all this money. I'm like yeah. a kid in a candy you shop. I don't pick, want like, to buy. You can pick from six different things in this game. Right, and I don't, like, I don't like that because it doesn't feel significant to me. And I just feel like I'm so quickly becoming better at the game yeah. because I uh, uh, am buying stuff sure. and not because... I'm earning it or being strategic. Like mm-hmm. if I have time mm-hmm. and I have like, okay, got to save up money yeah, yeah. and I have to be strategic, I really like that. Right. And that's something I associate with a premium game. Well, and, and along your point, some people might be like, well, why does it matter? Like they've paid already. Like we don't need to make them grind. Let's give them stuff really fast. Let's make the game really exciting. Right, but that's and not I, what it's about. I push back and say that even even from a, like even player player experience aside, like, I, I mean, you, you definitely like to have a little bit of challenge and yeah. I, I do too. But I think even apart from that, as a premium game, if people are, are beating your game in a really short amount of time, like they unlock everything and they right. stop playing, that's bad for for word of mouth because you need people to have you know a lot and of time. Just for experience, because yeah, you I like mean, 
you know, you want to play, you want to be entertained. Right, right. So you don't want to be like, oh, I'm done with this. Like, oh, I got, that short. game was just 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> right, like, it was it's great. Sort of like, I unlocked 300 things in 20 minutes, but it was just 20 minutes long. I'm playing a lot of SimCity right now. Yeah. Um, Is it working for you? Yeah. Did you get any free yeah, games from the first day. I, ha- I, have to, I have to pick up my free can game. Can you still save? You know you can hack it now. It doesn't matter. So it's a good game. <laughs> I'm playing it, but like it's you don't they don't just give you a ton of money and then you get to build everything you want. You know, like there, there's always been this concept of in gaming, it's always been a psychological game. You know, you want something and you have to accomplish something to get it. Um, but it's always been this trick to get you to play more. And hopefully, while you're doing that, you're having fun. And you know, the thing is, is then you throw in a, it's like you throw in the the sort of pay to skip ahead and all of a sudden it becomes immoral. Um, but it's not. It's just like, in, in, in it's not in the sense that it's like, well, your game is designed to manipulate people to play more. I don't, I guess you could argue that that's what they're paying for. They're playing to be entertained, but it's sort of not the case. You know, when I go to Chipotle and I get a burrito, we, we bring up the burrito, I eat the whole yeah. damn burrito and yeah. I, I hate myself, um, is that you want to, you want to like this is all part of controlling the experience um then people want to have different experiences and some people don't have all the time but they want to get the really sweet lure Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really you know you're sort of depriving people who don't have a ton of free time you're making this worse for them like me i'm like well i really want that but i really can't you know i don't have the time to do that yeah Um, not that i would make the in-app purchase necessarily but there's a lot of people out there who are like oh man i really like this game yep but I'd really like to be kicking more ass and I'd really like these better guns. Um, so I really think that to bring it back to your question, if I were to buy this game, it, if I were not to forget in-app purchase, I would make it harder to unlock stuff. Yeah. Not from a selfish business reason, but just because I think it would be like, it would just give like, and I would make whole categories of things perhaps locked. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't even buy this whole category until right, you get or, to the stage. Or like a certain level. Like. Yeah, and I, I think it's also, for me, it's not so much the speed that which things were unlocked. I thought that was actually not too bad. The issue was just that so many things would unlock around the same time. Hmm. So when you get to about the, like, I don't remember the numbers, but let's just say like the, the 1500 coin stage. Mm-hmm. At that point, like a new lore unlocks, a new reel unlocks, uh-huh. a new this unlocks, a new that unlocks, and you don't know which one to upgrade first. And so sometimes I'd feel like, oh, I bought the gun, but man, I really should have bought the reel. Uh, and I want I want a little more guidance, right? So it would like lock it's, whole categories or just, stagger them somehow. Just give me more time to figure it out, yeah, a little bit. Because you know to go sort of shopping, you right? Know, in these games where you sort of like they're really great, you go, you go shopping, right? You sort of pick out your you have your wish list, and then yeah. you go back to the game, and it makes the game all the more exciting. And so this is how I when I think about games, I sort of visualize these two the intrinsic and extrinsic curves, and they're sort of overlapping. Mm-hmm. And I think there's certain games like. Temple Run I like to bring up as a really good example of how these sort of two curves blend really nicely together. At the beginning, you suck at the game, at least I did, and you're very quickly becoming better. But you also see that there's all these upgrades and stuff, but you don't really understand them and know what they are, and they're kind of expensive, or they're like, there's an upgrade, there's one upgrade, you know, that's super cheap. Um, But then you start getting better and better at the game, and but by that time, you have had enough time to kind of go shopping enough where now you've sort of developed an understanding for what you're buying, and you can make this sort of educated decision. Um, 
and it creates this really nice curve. But we're on ridiculous fishing. I feel like I'm like buying stuff, and yeah. I don't even understand what I'm buying yet, or what I'm not good at, or what's going to help exactly. me the most. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in a sort of interesting way, I would make that change first. But I think what would go really great hand in hand with that is then adding in-app purchase mm -hmm. um, to make more money. Obviously, they would scoff at that. It's like, well, we don't need to. Like, this is a premium experience. But the point is, it's not like, even if you had high scores, it's not like people who paid money would be able to get a higher score. They would just be able to get a higher score sooner. Right. Um, you could argue that uh, they might ruin the game for themselves because they unlock everything at the beginning and for the exact reasons we're talking about. And they will ruin the experience for themselves. But you could make it that they can only buy certain kinds certain of things. Kinds. And this goes back to what we were talking about last week, which is like, let's limit the amount of in-app purchasing that can happen. Right. I mean, that's one thing. Or just you can't. Uh, you have to, well, for example, and you can you can clearly like you can interleave in-app purchase with with playing. So it's like, well, you can you can skip this much with in-app purchase, but then you have right. to play this much to get to the next opportunity right. to skip. The example I give is Zombie Highway is you can't buy cars sure. because yeah, you just buy the best car, and in a funny way, you might be able to go farther, but some players would just find it really frustrating. Yeah. Um, whereas you can buy better guns, which just sort of make the game a little bit yep. easier, kind of gets the zombies off your back. And I think that these are the things that are the best in-app purchase, mm -hmm. um, that it's not that freemium is ruining gaming. If, if, you're, if freemium is ruining your game, it means you did a pretty you, shitty job. You did it wrong. Yeah, did it wrong. Uh, you know, these best games are sort of like really, it's there and you're like, you can be like, well, this sucks that people can just like, I'm going to work for this and people will just buy this and I don't like this or children will learn the wrong lesson here or whatever. Right. Um, that's a different discussion and I think that that's a discussion to be had. But the idea that it will somehow ruin your game is false. In fact, thinking about it in that way might actually can, can actually help your design. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just I thought this was really interesting, and in then I was like, this is weird. This is like a freemium game that it was like how I felt playing Zombieville USA two, where I'm like, why can't I buy money? Like, <laughs> I want this gun. I'm not any getting any better. Right. But I really want it, and I will totally give this game a dollar. Yeah. Um, so that I can like, it will be fun. Right. Um, like buying cars in um. Forza Motorsport. Mm -hmm. um, or it was interesting when uh, Field Runners 2 was released. It had all these coins. I was like, this is a freemium game. Yep. But it didn't have in-app purchase. And then they added it later. They did. They did. And they I did think that's a great later. example. Zombie Highway was that way. It did not have in-app purchase. And then do I added you, it later. Do you remember if Gasketball had in-app purchases? Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it did, it was, right? It was not. It was not, So this is interesting. <laughs> but it was not a freemium game. Right. In other words, it was a free game that's right. that had like yep, content yep. Yeah, unlocked. That's exactly right. And it didn't work. Yeah. Because so, so half the team, at least we know, is not <laughs> opposed to in-app purchases. Maybe well, the thing is, no, that's the thing. They'll is add not, it later. It's interesting. I feel like in-app purchase is no longer like when you say no IAP. Yeah. Um, no one is actually thinking about in-app purchase. They're thinking about pay to win. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and no, so they're. I think they're very much. They did like Mike and Greg did like. A, there were did the super almost one hundred percent goody two shoes. They you unlocked like new. Uh, things that made you better at something. I forget what it was. Uh, but mostly you unlock new levels, more content. Um, but just like we were saying, that makes the game worse. In other words, like you can't play it now. Uh, so if in a, in a weird way, while it seems kind of goody, you know, very white hat, um, it makes the game worse. So in that way, freemium ruined, ruined that game, which is sort of weird to say it that way. But it did because it's about controlling the experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that that's, there's sort of these two, there's a lot of different perspectives going on here. It's hard to really, I'll probably try and collect thoughts on this a little bit more. Um, but 
it's it's there's a you know when, when you say freemium or in-app purchase or ruining gaming there's a lot of different meanings about that and how it's ruining it is it ruining is it's ruining children's lives or is it ruining yeah the experience of the game yeah the issue comes in at different levels um well i'm trying to think like i mean if they if they added these 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 freemium bits and let's say they did it in 3 weeks and they decided to make a a, a weekend weekend patch and, and added they won't and that's just the thing like well, I mean, you could you could imagine, you know, they'd fit it into the little phone thing. There'd be a section called the shop, and you'd go in there and you'd buy coins, and it'd be like fifty pack, a hundred pack, thousand yeah, pack, yeah. a coin doubler, all that stuff. Would that? I mean, I, I go I go back to kind of what you were saying earlier. Like, if we if we take this game and we add freemium to it, there are a group of people that are gonna be like, ah, oh, they made it a freemium game. Like right. these guys, like they sold out. That's right. And they because there is there's a certain like and and especially the circle that a lot of these guys are in is like a very very anti monetization circle. Right. Where it's like if you if you if you're not you know putting your game out to as many people as you can, you're not doing this for the love of game design. You're That's just right. doing this to get rich. And right. that is that is for someone who is who is trying to be this type of game designer, uh, really the most you know the most horrible thing you can say to them. Right. So um, it would be like, why don't you like you know saying to like a struggle like a film student like you should just start making porno. Exactly. I feel like that's what it That's would be a great analogy. To. Right. Um, so, so the the question for me is is well, at the same time there are a lot of players that don't care. Right, they're not these people. They're Everyone like, likes I, porno. People like yeah. you, yeah, or yeah. I mean, maybe there's a great film designer, <laughs> okay. design, or a, a great cinematographer out there, and he would make amazing porno. Right, and I want to watch his porno. But he would never do. He would never <laughs> but he would do never it. do porno. So my point is that there are players out there that want they want in-app purchase. They want to be able to pay so they can get further in the game. They don't want to fish for like seventy rounds just to find that last one fish. They'd rather give. You know, I can totally see this happening where I'm going to get to the point where I've collected nine out of the ten fish I need to get to the next stage. And I can't get the last one because it only shows up once, and I'm just not quick enough to get it. I would pay 99 cents to, to skip that, right? Um, and 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 they won't let me because of a certain you know sense that well we that's going to ruin it. Somehow. That's going to ruin the game somehow, and and that sort of thing. So so it's it's interesting, and I can see both sides of it really clearly. But um, and, and I'm at not the end saying of the day, they should we'll, go in. They don't have to go in and add a 99 dollar in app purchase. That's you know it, what right? I mean? Yeah, like they don't have to add. They like could a just have one in app purchase, which is lure. like buy one fish. Or something, right? Or, or buy five. I don't even know. Just skip the level for ninety nine cents. Right, like hire someone to go fishing for you to find yeah. that fish. It doesn't have to be this currency based thing when you're buying where you're buying wads of currency. And you could be really dollars. creative about it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, it could be right. minimal. I mean, that's the other thing is that like we're saying like in-app purchase is this unlimited thing where people can go and spend seven hundred dollars in your game. But we could also say like, okay, this is a premium game. It's two dollars, and there's three dollars of in-app purchase in it. Right, and that's it. We promise. Because I think enjoy. they would even agree they price it at three dollars, but I bet they'd even agree in a perfect world it would be five. Yeah. Or six. Yeah. Uh, or seven. Right. Um, and, um, you know, that's that's what I'm moving towards. And maybe that does kill the model, the sort of whale hunting model yeah, for some is. types of free But at the games. same time, it, it does balance that sense because then it's like, well, you didn't really sell out. You know, it's just six bucks versus three bucks. Right. In a funny way, I really do think, like, I think that it's, I'm learning this with the, with the current game I'm working on, is that when you add currency, when you add this way of unlocking things, this progression system, it is such an effective way of communicating to the player what they're doing and why they're doing it. Like, oh, well, you're getting money, and then here's the store, and so you're playing to unlock things in this store. Yep. And there's this there's this understanding that everything you do is helping you unlock those things in the store. It's a really so whenever you, it like doubles down on that play again grind fest. You you know in Zombie Highway, it's just about guns, and I do a kind of a pretty good job of highlighting to you. Okay, the next gun to unlock is this, and this is what you need to do to get that. Mm-hmm. However, it's there's a that is a much more that's a much more complicated communication than this number in the upper right. You want that to go up, and when it goes up, you can go into the store and buy things that make the number go down. Yeah. 
Um, you know, that's really easy to understand in any language. And it's funny because I think that that is such a great way to design your game, the progression in your game, to have this sort of intermediate number that goes up and down. Mm-hmm. But that is something that works so well, and I think I learned so much because it's the best way also for um, to monetize in a sort of premium way. Um, and I, I think that this is almost a one of these things, one of these times where they're aligned. In other words, addicting, fun, valuable games and games with in-app purchase are actually like, or you know, are suited for in-app purchase are kind of the same thing. Um, but I can, t- oh, I totally see. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, it's just like you know, if you add in-app purchase, make your game better or something. I can totally see how hardcore players, you know, StarCraft is not going to be better with in-app purchase. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a. But but there's another example of a game like I would happily pay 99 cents to get some kind of super unfair advantage over the Korean guy that's just kicking my ass. Right, and it's like it's we we so right we so quickly <laughs> equate like skill, like it's just about skill, but it's not about skill. This is about time. It is, and that's it's that, like that's I have a thing. job. It's all about practice. Is that like I can be successful in my real life, but be terrible at StarCraft, and <laughs> you know, there's no way I can balance the two. Right. It, it's 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 just like well, and and the funny thing is, you're not having as much fun, and that's why these games have these extremely uh, complicated matchmaking systems, and why like Xbox and Live is like a big part of it. It's like a right. built-in matchmaking system. You know, to your point, I have an idea. What if what if they had games where they don't rank players based on skill, they don't rank them based on and there'd be ways to hack this, but they don't they don't base, do it based on, on score. They don't do it based on anything except how long you've been playing. So, like, I mean, you know, all these systems have, have you know, tracking. Like, you can see how long you've been playing Halo 3 or whatever, Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all it would do is match make players with the same, you know, hours spent in the game. I don't think that would work super well. I mean, there it, there are outside factors. Like, okay, did you play Halo One, Two, and Three? I think some people are just. Better. Are you playing at other people's houses? And definitely, some people are better. Like, my I if my dad plays for fifty hours and I play for fifty hours, you know, I'm younger, faster, my reflexes right. are quicker. Right. Your dad plays for ten thousand hours. There's this, he has a limited. Right. He has a. Everyone has a ceiling that is limited literally by physical yeah chemical properties of neuron their body. transfer yeah um or just the way that they think right uh and I think that that is what this group and that I also agree with that you don't want to corrupt. You don't want people who like like feeling good about being good at video games to no longer feel like they're good at video games because other people can just come along and like, I bought this gun that you can't buy. Um, and I totally agree with that. Like I really, I really do. But there's no one in Zombie Highway who's better than someone else because they have more money. You know, there's, and I could, and I could, you know, really draw that out too. I could add a $100 gun that you still could unlock for free. It's still the same story as much as now I would see that as ridiculous. Um, I could do that. And so I'm like, well, this doesn't corrupt the gaming experience. So what is the problem with it? Why is this evil? What, you know, whereas there's someone out there who like doesn't have the time, they really want the flamethrower yeah. and they get it. And it's awesome. Like I spent the time making it awesome. There's a, you know, the particle effects are fine tuned. The sound effects are really hard to make. The zombies burn and they crackle and it goes, <laughs> as they like go by the camera on fire. Like I spent a lot of time on that gun. Yeah. So if you buy that gun, you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Right, and you're probably right. going to get more value out of the game. Yeah. So, you know, this is just sort of me, a little quick argument that like there's I really I'm getting tired of everyone looking at this as black and white. It's mm-hmm, just not. Mm-hmm. There's there's definitely ways in-app purchase can not necessarily ruin a game, maybe it can ruin a game. It can also just be just a little bit dirty, feel yeah, a little bit creepy. Yeah, sure. Uh and there's also times where you can even make the game better. 
um, a little bit or help you make the game better. Maybe it still would be better if there was no in-app purchase for some players. But for some people out there, Mm -hmm. they're like, I got kids to feed, you know, like I, but I want to have this entertainment. I want to, you know, I want to see how this ends, so to speak. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, couldn't you, couldn't you have put the flamethrower in for free? Like, I mean, the counterpoint to that would be, would be like the flamethrower is just one of the other weapons you can unlock just the same way you unlock the minigun. Well, you can actually, in your game, you, you can... Yeah, everything yes. you can unlock for free. There's that's, no, that's there's right. No, no, you're right. In, in our case, though, reasonable. our flamethrower, like you right. can never get that, no but matter how much you play. That's the early days. You were you were a trailblazer with the with the that. You didn't really know. It makes sense in many ways. You know, it's like well, if you know, people will buy it, and they did. A lot of people did buy it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think that a hardcore gamer would kind of argue that that's like, and even I'm sure you would even agree that it kind of that is like corrupts the game a little bit. That yep. there is there is a corruption of what the user thinks about their ability it kind of leads to a defeatist attitude like i can never be as good as someone who buys the flamethrower and even though i could i don't want to because i don't want to be the person who does that um who like will pay their way to win um but that was like sort of i think you got you did that and then the, the same thing does not exist um in uh nuts or in uh yep uh zombie gunship and those made well Gunship made way more money. I mean, that's for yeah. other reasons. I don't know, way more money, but certainly a lot more money. Um, and so it's not like that stealing children's money was the key to success. It was just like <laughs> something you tried. And, yeah, you know, I think you still would have sold a ton if you just made it hard to unlock. And Sure. But, but Tower Manus wasn't set up for that. No. It didn't have this, like, it wasn't clear how to unlock. You just sort of knew that if you progressed, you would unlock you would, these things. Exactly. And it was sort of yeah. like this, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it worked. Um, and that's how Zombie Highway was when it launched too. You had no idea; like it was really hard. You'd have to go on the guns page and hit this like little see this I, little thing and see this little and description. Then, and read the description. <laughs> and then, and you're oh, like, okay, okay, that's where I get it. And um, yeah, there's still descriptions there that you cannot see anywhere else. There's little like there's like the byline description of each gun that I'm sure only my hardcore players. <laughs> so I like I go and I try and make funny like people. There's a lot of people like a lot of my Facebook fans. They're not sure about it. Like we see ridiculous fishing. We're like, yeah, this game's ridiculous. A lot of my Facebook fans. They see these sort of ridiculous things, or like me trying to be cute. I'm not as cool as these guys, ridiculous fishing, but I, some people think I'm funny. And they're like, hey, man, this game's really funny. Does anyone else think this game is funny? Like, am I weird that I think this game is funny? Like, is this like. Right, right. You're just not sure. Like, is this, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is a bloody zombie game, but there's some funny shit in it. And it's 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 not like, I'm not bragging necessarily because it sort of shows how there's an inconsistent style there. Sure. But. I don't know. People can yeah. do. I'm just well, saying that yeah. you can have charm. And... I'm just gonna say funny is good in games, and I want to see more. Of oh it. yeah, definitely like even that. violent games. Yeah, I think it's especially the best. in well, you games. know, I think I just really like it when they tuck funny things into different places. Like one of the reasons I really really like Plants vs Zombies was like the zombie descriptions were freaking hilarious. Oh really? Some of them were just really they're just so clever. Like the writing in that game was just just amazing. And, and the same thing with this game. You know, I mean, there's less of it, but there's still really really clever stuff. Um, this is the second best. <laughs> I love the, the Fishopedia description. It's like, this is the second most popular <laughs> Fishopedia thing from like 2006. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> 1996 or something. SimCity's yeah. pretty funny. Is it? Um, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's historically been pretty funny too. Yeah, you know, like no one, you know, like pollution, like, you know, it's something like you get the like power plant that has like yeah, yeah. way more uh, pollution but is way cheaper and it's like pollution, who cares? No one cares about that. You know, just like all the sort of like, and also like there's Maxis Man yeah. and... Vu Tower, it, it, so it's cool. 
But you have to look for it, I guess. It's yeah. always like the under uh, and the that's, rock. It's like the little reward. I think that's the best too. Like if something just comes outright, tries to be funny. Right. I see that too much in games where it's like, ha ha, like we're so funny. Like that sucks. But when it's like you have to dig a little bit and you dig just a little bit and you're rewarded with these like hilarious little like they're almost like they're not quite Easter egg level hidden, but there's a little effort required so to get to it. It's kind of interesting. I kind of want to like, I don't know how we're, we're heading towards the end here, but I kind of want to cap this off or I don't know if the, I doubt we, we talk about monetization and all that. And I doubt that like these sort of indies, you know, Vlambeer type guys, these really passionate guys, I doubt they listen to our show. Um, but if they are or someone who knows them does... This is sort of a challenge to them. Make a freemium game that has all the character and all the charm. Sure. Uh, and the goal is not to make money, okay? The goal is to, it's something that I'm trying to do. Show players, you know, what how you would do it, how you would try and make a free experience that's going to make money. I know that seems really hard. Um, maybe it's sort of like, a, you know, I'm telling you to go sell drugs or something. But uh, <laughs> there's ways to do it where... Any player, you know, it's not pay to win. There's no pay to win. It's just about sort of not even time acceleration. It's just about the energy model, giving people who don't have as much time a chance to experience the full game. Yeah. And show players, you know, put 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 time limits on in a purchase. Put ma- put caps on how much money you can spend in the game. Like really do all that stuff that's going to make it seem like a really white hat experience. But show give players that option. We don't have that. Like there's, you know, I feel like the polarization is leading people to be like either all premium, but those people are disappearing because it's really hard to succeed on even, even, oh yeah, ridiculous fishing is successful, but featured in everything like a really and super well-known, mega well-known. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, and the people going premium, they're freemium. They either, they are doing it just for the money or they are a very small few who have sort of succeeded in the sort of gray zone of being, you know, really moral, ethical, yeah. providing really good yeah. experiences like, you know, the nimble big guys. Um, or they're like fresh out of failing premium and they're so desperate to like do freemium and try and make money that they'll even do things that they don't think are necessarily the right choice, but they're like, well, it's kind of evil and I wouldn't want to play a game with this, but I have to do this to make money, right? Because I need to like, I don't want to get a real job because they suck. And I really like making games and being creative. And, you know, they f- they push themselves too far. But they need an example, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need more examples because there are examples of it, like I said. But we need more examples, um, a more of a spectrum. And Because I feel like there's this gap. Um, and it's coming from this polarization that I think needs to... Yeah, totally, totally is, agree. You know, I really I would, would like, like to see more examples of this done, done, done soulfully, done right. creatively. Um, and, and I want to see that kind of charm, like charm go into into these games because I mean, yeah, I think I think there are a lot of these games that are, that are soulless, and I think it bar. gives well, it just gives freemium a bad name, and we get into these arguments of like, is freemium the next big evil thing that's ruining games? Uh, Graham Devine did a we, did yeah. a really great rant uh, a while back about how you know we're basically ruining games, and everything we're doing to design games is is wrong, and uh, we have the wrong incentives, we have the wrong uh, processes, we have the wrong. Uh, just the wrong viewpoint on everything. Uh, a lot of the, the, you know, he 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 had this just great rant. It was like thirty minutes about how we're just just doing it all wrong. Um, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. It was Austin GDC Austin two thousand. Uh, It'll be in the vault. That'll be in the GDC vault. Yeah. 
um, which as a uh, GDC full subscriber, you would get access to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's about it for the show. Um, thanks for joining us. We will be at GDC uh, like uh, all week. I Tuesday. Think I'm, I'm there from Sunday through Friday. So. Oh, yeah. And I guess I might be there Sunday, but... Drop us a line, not. find us, show us your games, that sort of thing. Come to our, come give to us the stickers. Talk, we'll man. give you stickers. Come to the talk for sure and heckle us. We just, we would love it for people to come and heckle us. Uh, and um, say hi to Keith. Say hi Keith to Eli. And Eli. Yes, it'll be fun. Anyway, see you guys next week. I uh, hope you have a good one. Bye bye.